0: Hey everyone, I'm back to finish up my quarter four learnings, so I'm just going to jump right in. I have a deeper capacity to love those whom I feel free and comfortable to criticize, challenge, and question. This freedom and comfort permits an expression of my most authentic self. When I can be my most authentic self, my most authentic love exhibits itself, as the best version of myself is able to come out into the open. These criticisms, challenges, and questions can be construed as negative slights, but I've come to understand that I really want the best for people, and appreciate having real conversations with others, which reshapes what those things mean in their essence when they come from me. Of course, intentions are not everything in the equation, but I need to do my best to shape these interactions as well as I can. These intentions do matter, though, matter though as they are what drive my behaviours. To understand the topic more clearly, listen to debates about it after establishing a base level of understanding. The current media landscape is a hard thing to muster through. What should I believe? What is right? Who can I trust? These questions often leave us frustrated and without many good answers. I think we have an alternative path to understanding. Instead of just exposing ourselves to information and drinking it in, if we can establish a working base of knowledge from which we can think and process information from multiple perspectives on our own, we can find ourselves in a more mature and informed state when it comes to our understanding of a topic. Hearing people who firmly believe both sides of a debate can really help us to understand what the most important questions are to ask, where the conflicting information is, what the fears and opportunities are on each side, and so much more. This style of information processing has benefited me in the chances I have gotten to employ it which leads me to recommending it here. Meditate for 5-10 to minutes to transition between work and non-work. This is an idea I have proposed for myself. It is often a challenge to step out of work and into my personal life after work in an intentional manner. It can feel as if it's all rolling together, rather than something done with care and focus. I've struggled to maintain my habit of meditation in the mornings as I have instead moved to a model of working out first thing in the morning. Given my old habit of working out after work provided me with the transition between my work and personal life each day, I would like to instill meditation as a replacement. This could help me to hit the pause button and to be more intentional and disciplined with how I use my time after work, as there is so much I want to do, live, learn, and be present for in my life. Even the most polarizing things are not just good or bad. They are a combined weight of the two. It is easy to fall into the yes no, good bad, good evil, black white way of thinking. It's not easy to think in terms of weights and contrasts, but that is in fact the way reality works. We live in a dynamic system in which tons of factors are interacting with each other over time to generate outcomes. If we can better appreciate these factors, and the ways they come together to account for outcomes, then the closer we will be to reality, and the more bridges we can create with others. As simple as this seems, we appear to be struggling as a society to do this, despite looking at it more clearly and considerately being in our best interest. Self-belief and confidence are not enough. We often hear messages like, you just have to believe in yourself, or believing is everything confidence and self-belief are important there is no design denying that but the both the research literature on these topics and popular culture have proved this to us nevertheless i want uh, nevertheless i make this point to warn us against putting all of our eggs in the basket of self-belief and confidence there are many other undeniable factors that influence our outcomes which combine together in dynamic ways our level of skills our willingness to persist, the strategies we use to learn, the effectiveness of our learning through reflection and awareness, the removal of obstacles preventing us from reacting, from reaching our desired outcomes, and the list goes on. To narrow this point down further, I would argue that our competence and routines to build competence matter more than our confidence. If we believe in ourselves, that can lead to build competence and good routines, yet it does not necessitate it. The competence and routines which provide us an upward trend of growth are what move us. Remember and meditate on moments in which others express gratitude to you for the things you did for them. The general recommendation is often the opposite, to remember and meditate on the gratitude you have toward others. This is also a positive practice in theory. However, it appears that research on gratitude leans more toward the title text of this section when it comes to improving various biomarkers and indicators of a higher quality life. This was another learning I took from the Huberman Lab podcast. It appears that even a 1-3 to minute practice of reminding oneself of a time in which someone thanked you for something you did for them multiple times a week can produce these significant effects. As I reflected more on this, it began to resonate. When I mentally revisit the conversations in which others have told me about how transformative something I did or my presence in their life has been for them, the feeling of satisfaction and meaning in life is palpable. Those are moments in which I feel the most humbled, centered, grateful, and motivated to be a better person. Things that are simple are not necessarily easy. You've probably heard the phrase, easier said than done. Many situations in life apply to this phrase. Starting out what, or stating out what needs to be done and solving that piece of the puzzle frequently comes to us in a manner that does not require a tremendous amount of insight or ability. What does seem to require that insight and ability is the execution, which is the hard part of the equation. For example, to have a productive disagreement, I can easily tell you that you need to slow down, identify the other person's needs and desires, share ways in which you share your needs and desires bring your common humanity to the fore of the conversation, and many more techniques for productive disagreement. These concepts are simple, or in other words, they're easy to understand and to visualize Their inaction. Asking you to do it in practice, effectively tomorrow, is a different beast. Despite the simplicity, the execution presents a significant challenge. It's asking you to do something you may not be used to doing. It's asking you to not defend yourself, but instead to be curious and to follow a new course of action. Simple tips, as I said, but not an easy translation to reality. Lastly, a way to frame political conversations. I have a close friend from Colombia with whom I've had a number of spectacular political conversations. Conversations are often spectacular because our base operating systems around politics diverge significantly. In our last conversation about politics, I had a thought which became very poignant when I shared it. When talking about politics, we often dig right into the details of a very specific situation or policy in an effort to pick it apart, or to criticize it, or to defend it. While these conversations can be valuable, they often lead us astray from the bigger, more important picture. They can easily divide us rather than bring us together. So I thought about a framework that would allow us to solve this problem, which I shared with her. Consisted of three questions. One. One. What is your vision of how you would like society to be? Two, what is the current reality? Three, what are the potential strategies to take us from where we are to that vision? I think these questions can help us to slow down and to zoom out. They can also help us to think more deeply about what it is that we are looking for from our societies and communities. It can also help to... Share how we see reality with each other to see where we agree or disagree. More importantly, I think, this approach in, I think this approach depersonalizes political conversations and helps to ameliorate their level of emotionality. One month later, I sit here writing this final paragraph. There were two instances, instances in which some progress I made on the article were deleted because of saving errors on the website platform I use. These were frustrating experiences in the moment but they did not come without a lesson. I learned that even if you lose your progress, you shouldn't beat yourself up about it. It's quite possible that what you wrote down, that it's quite possible that what you write this time is even better than what you wrote the first time. It's also possible that even if you don't write a better version this time, you may have learned more because of the doubled time you spent thinking about something. There's always another way to look at things. We just need to be willing to seek and find. Thank you for listening. Thank you for engaging. And I ended this with three simple words. Onward to 2022. Which is what I think this article propels me to do. To step forward. To accept where I am. To acknowledge where I am. And to look at all these things that I've learned. And to say, hey, let's bring it ahead. Let's turn it around. Let's turn the ship on and keep it going thanks for listening i really appreciate it perhaps you can take something meaningful from this conversation and from this podcast i sure hope so so once again thanks for tuning in and as always i'll be back soon in the meantime much love and please take care cheers